Jaloming. It, it's funny when I when I call you, like I can I can hear for a quick second the uh, the Cantina song right before you pick up. Or as really? You're picking up. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder why. I, don't I wonder know. how do you hear it. I don't know. As soon as it picks it, I hear dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, and then it like, nice. Yeah. You should be able to hear people's ring song ringtones when you call them. That would be cool. That's how it should work, damn it. Especially since you're paying so much money for it. <laughs> Isn't that the old school way? Like, didn't we used to be able to pick those? Ringbacks. Yeah, ringback tone. Was that it? Yeah, it was ringbacks, because I think you had, like, Run DMC for me or something. <laughs> like, when you called, that's what you heard? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the neat. I say that was in the old Verizon days. I still have Verizon. I don't even know if that's an option anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Too funny. Would be a real nice. Too option. cool. Yeah. How's your week? Um, week was all right. Um, weekend's been very busy. Um, super busy. We went down to uh, Orange County because it was my mother in law's seventieth birthday. Yeah. And they rented some like little boat thing in uh in a Huntington Beach that you just kind of like drive yourself around the marina and shit. It was kind of dope, dude. Was it one of those flat pontoon boats that you see on Canyon Lake all the time? Uh, maybe? I mean, we it was really park. small, but, you oh. know, it was small enough that where it, like you can fit like, I don't know, 12 people. Oh, um, that, that's not small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I call we, them Not back that we had day, 12 people, but. Yeah, back in the day we used to call them party barges. Uh-huh. And it was basically just like a pla- – they're basically just like a platform, a floating platform that has like a canopy and usually a table and people sit on them and they just cruise on the lake on them. You can actually water ski behind them because they can go that fast if oh, you wanted not, to. Not this one. <laughs> hmm. we, had it, we had it up high and it was just like – Okay, yeah. It's okay. Different kind of boat. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I, I, I'll send you some pictures. I took some pictures. Um, fun. So yeah, that was um, fun. And then um, – so today we were kind of, um, before we left Orange County, we were kind of farting crazy around. Crazy weather today. Fucking crazy weather. And so we were like, well, let's hang out for a little bit. Oh, hey, let's go to, um, <laughs> let's go to uh, Jerome's because her mom wanted to buy like a bed frame because the guest room bed frame is like getting fucked up or something. Um, she didn't get a bed frame. Um, we ended up with a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Fucking was it on hell. sale or something or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's. It, I mean, uh, truth be told, I mean, like, we've had the couch for a long time, and it's starting to wear. And this this poor recliner that I have has seen better days. It's starting to peel and shit. So it's getting kind of like ghettoy, and we spend a lot of time in this living room, so. We end up getting this couch that like that uh has fucking USB ports. It's got three recliners nice. and shit. Like, dope. It's a fucking Rolls Royce of fucking couches. <laughs> nice. I'm like, I was not trying to spend this kind of money today, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, got got some got some new kicks. Um, went th- we check went, you out all kinds of new stuff. I uh, know we went to Marshalls and they had these like. Stan Smiths that were like twenty eight bucks. They were like pure red, no other color, just pure red. Um, Adidas. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, I'm not gonna buy any other fucking pair. Yeah, of I was gonna say, I'm like, I've never seen those. And then, um, you know, they got those new kind of shoes where they got the fabric on mm-hmm. the um, 
you know, it's, it's mostly like a like like a running shoe, but it's like fabricy, really breathes well. And they, yeah, yeah. And I found a pair in like uh, a camel pair, so I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna buy this shit. So I bought that. <laughs> so yeah, more That's money cool. spending than I, we should have been, but you know, whatever. I think husband worked like at five a.m. like both Saturday and Sunday. Oh God, because of the because of the long holiday. And Thursday, didn't you Thursday too? It was like three days this week. He had to be at work at like five a.m. Oh. Yeah, all kinds of shit going on. That's some bullshit. Cray cray. Yeah. Yeah, I'm chill though. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of fucking documentaries this week. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah, so let's start this shit, because there's a lot to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, shit, girl. <laughs> Let me get prepared, because I wasn't even prepared. I thought we were prepared. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uno, two, tres, four. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. What uh, party people? Happy holiday, everybody. Yeah, you know, I stopped saying that for Memorial Day. It just started to sound weird to say happy Memorial Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, so happy three-day weekend? There you go. Happy long weekend. Happy long I weekend. Made a, I made a point on both of my, on my radio shifts this weekend to ha- remind people what the weekend is for. Like, I don't know how it turned into a woo-woo-suns-out-guns-out party weekend. But it's a memorial weekend. <laughs> well, it probably started that way only because of the fact that, um, you know, rare is the occasion that we'll get a three day weekend up in this fucking country. So, well, I think it, it turned into summer kickoff because it's a three day weekend, like right before summer, and usually the weather's pretty decent and stuff like that. Yeah, not so but, much anymore. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, I like to be a, a Debbie Danner about things and and get in people's face and be like. Memorial Day. Pay some fucking respects for a minute before you crack open your next beer. That's all I'm saying. Pour some out in the curb. So, uh, kind of uh, going back to the uh, the conversation we were having about the little boats, the little pontoon boats or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's a lot of big, expensive houses out there. You know, we're like, oh, oh shit, yeah, look sure. at this house. Oh, shit, look at this house. Oh, shit, look at this fucking series of houses that we saw fucking having Donald Trump flags just waving like nobody's business. Yeah, because they're rich white people. Oh, man. It just was still creepy to see, dude. It's, it, like, it was like you were passing by a haunted house or some shit. Or, 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 the, yeah. house, or the house from, like, Get Out. Yeah, it's gross. It's yeah. like... Ugh. Yeah. It's, 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 you want to knock on the door and be like, really? Yeah. Are you really... Are you, are you like, telling everybody you're racist? Is that what you're trying yeah. to do? Just, let, just, let, just want to know what I'm, I'm in for. Yeah. You know, wave a flag. What's it all about? I mean, if you straight up had like a Trump flag and then a Confederate flag, it's like, okay, cool. Now I don't have to knock on your door and ask. Yeah, now, now I know. I'm, I want to make sure that this pontoon boat moves really fast by your house. <laughs> um, you sent me a story about the Disneyland castle getting a facelift. Yeah, so the last couple times we had been there. It was, uh, they had put up scaffolding and just like a, a picture of the castle. <laughs> like they blocked out like the whole castle, like that big a scaffolding. Oh yeah. 
Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. Like, it was full on. a picture of the castle. It was full on. And here's, <laughs> here's, here's the saddest part. So there's a there's this big old scaffold with a big old picture of, of the castle. And people are taking pictures in front of it like, hey, look at us in front of the castle. Because, you know, half, <laughs> most of these motherfuckers are probably from out of town, ain't never been to Disneyland. And then they get scaffold yeah. castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is some straight up bullshit. But. Oh, yeah. The article says right here. But to avoid dashing fans' expectations, painting crews and developed the 77-foot-tall castle with a huge painting of the original structure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, let's go to Disneyland, but you're just going to see a picture of Disneyland. <laughs> oh, man. That, the, well, that's exactly why they did it. The idea was to let park visitors snap photos of a rendering of the original castle, even if they couldn't see the actual fortress Even though it looked like makeover. a rendering of the castle. That is so funny. So it's like, might as well just put me like put me in front of a blue uh, green screen and just put the castle exactly. behind it. <laughs> like digital animatronic castle. So what they do to it? So they added all kinds of like features and lights and things that are like supposed to like light up at night. Is it gonna look like the fucking Eiffel Tower in Paris now with all that gaudy ass shit blinging off of it? <laughs> Would it surprise you? I guess not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, shit like that. Um, apparently, it's supposed to be like um, the color scheme of like the original castle and some other shit. But we'll see. I don't know. I did it looks, hear. It looks nice. Uh huh. I, I got a, a series of texts today from yeah. uh, from uh, two two uh, two of my uh, friends who went to uh, to Star, Star Wars, Wars Land, Land yesterday. And all right. That. So, so they got in because you know they're they have uh, Club Thirty Three pass and they had like a special viewing for those guys. So wait, time out. One of my mom's friends went who like it works at Disneyland. She already got to go see it, uh-huh. but she's not a big Star Wars fan. She was she was like meh. <laughs> Damn, like that. Yeah, it's like whatever, lady. Anyway, so, go ahead. She's so like my mom's age. This dude, this dude and his girlfriend are pretty decent sized um, Star Wars fans, and so. First things first, they confiscated um, phones and things. They didn't want any pictures of this shit. Because I was like, oh shit, if you guys are going to go take pictures, let me see some pictures. Nah. Okay, because it was, so it was before it was open. Because it doesn't open until the 31st, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this okay, was yesterday. Gotcha. Literally yesterday. Okay. Um, but they got to walk around the land. They got to go on the uh, the Millennium Falcon ride, which they said was dope. Um, you know, he the one thing that he did say that there's only literally like two rides. Only one of them's open right now, um, <laughs> you know. And it's you know just the, it it it's the immersion of you being in a Star Wars land. But you know, not that there's like a lot of like rides and shit. It's mostly like a you know like the experience of being around the stuff. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they they both said that they thought it was really cool and loved it. But right on. Yeah. So it sounds like it's gonna be dope. Cool. Yeah. Oh, speaking of of that, you sent me a snap this week of, or actually, uh, you forwarded a tweet to me of a droid. It was a DJ Rex droid, which is different from Pilot RX Four. I think he was who would pilot it, the uh, the Star Star Tours, tours. Yeah. right? But it's the same voice, and it's funny because he actually kind of keeps jokingly referring to. The pilot character, um, but it's a little uh, droided robot that maybe a foot and a half tall. 
because we saw it on the floor and it was doing all the shit. It was awesome. It was P's voice. It was super cool. But then I'm like, the guy said he spent 150 bucks on it. He's like, best 150 bucks I ever spent. And I'm like, I need this in my life now. And started Googling it. And apparently it's only available from Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge. It has a droid depot where you can go in and either buy droids that are already made, like this DJ Rex, or a real-life R2-D2 that's going to cost you 25 Gs, or you can make your own. So it's yeah. the Galaxy's Edge Droid Depot. Which is kind of like what they have. So at, once you get off at Star Tours and they drop you into like mm-hmm. you know, the, the merch thing, there's like a little like a little kiosk where you can make a, like a droid. But we're talking about like, you know, six... Action figure yeah, type action droid. Action figure type droid. So I, yeah. I, I would assume that this is that, but on crack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if you... if like. You can make up to an, a realize a real life R two D two. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. And how much was the most expensive one? Well, the the life size R two D two was twenty five G's. Jeez, it's almost <laughs> worth it, right? <laughs> can he really do all of R two shit? <laughs> can he serve serve drinks for me at a party? <laughs> can he fucking talk shit to my party guests? Right. Be like, damn this 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 droid got a mouth on him. He's, Damn, yeah, he's, mou- relax, he's mouthy. <laughs> Too funny. Um, let's talk a little TV stuff. Okay. You said you watched Game of Thrones, right? Yes. So are you one of these people that was all that's all pissed off at the last season? I don't know if I would say pissed off. So what would you sign the petition? To, to... I love that there's a petition going around because fans want HBO to reshoot the last season. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to wipe their ass with your petition, but go ahead. With as much money <laughs> as they spent on this season, there's no way they're going to spend more just so you get your, like, alternate they reality sh- one. They sh- although they should reshoot it just to fix all the fucking bloopers that have been in this season. Oh, my season God. <laughs> Jesus. And they, they've always the been good cups, about that. Coffee cups, water bottles. They've always been good about that. And then this season, they're like, we're just rushing through this shit. Let's just, oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> fuck it. Just put it to print, to print, to print. Right. Go, um, go, go. We'll, fi- we'll fix it in post. I mean, look, I, 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 th- I thought that there were a lot of plot holes in this season. Like, I, like one of the main characters who I fucking loved and was hoping, like, she'd be the one that was, like, at the end, who was Daenerys, who was the uh, the queen of, or the mother of dragons. Um, yeah, everybody was saying this, I guess. Yeah, she goes fucking full heel turn, and it's like, wait, what? Why, uh, what happened here? Why, why is she going full heel turn? And, you know, like... Jon Snow ends up being like her her nephew because the, he wasn't a bastard son. He was actually ends up you know being her nephew. So he technically was the rightful heir of the throne, and he that that, that story never goes anywhere. Like he just was like, nah, she's my queen. But then he ends up killing her. It's it's fucking weird. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling <laughs> this shit for people, but it was just like, uh, okay, I guess we're just fucking hitting up the wrap it up button. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, you know, when the season was starting, everyone was talking about it. Husband was like, should we watch a show? And I'm like, meh. And then now that everyone's bitching about it, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't look, know. <laughs> it's, it's a dope show. and But it's one of those shows where it's like, you know, don't – I guess you can't really judge this show on its ending. And, like, if, if, if you want it, like – All right, gotcha. You know, it's it's dope anyway. I mean, do they wrap it up in a bow? I In their own kind of bow, but – it's not <laughs> the bow I would have wanted, but whatever. I what this does make me curious for though is to actually read the books now because 
you know, the dude who, who's writing the books, I think he still has, like, two out there that he hasn't written yet. And so his ending could be completely different from, from the way that yeah. the show ended. So if, if then, there's anything, I would go and do that. That's cool. And then I saw an article today where now the Star Wars people are getting pissed off and don't want the Game of Thrones people doing the Star Wars saga because they're all pissed off That's about stupid. this now. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I still want those guys doing Star Wars movies. That's stupid. Shut the fuck up. Considering it's going to be, it's not like they're taking on the Skywalker realm. It's not like they're touching our favorites. You know, they already did that. It's going to be a whole new separate thing. Let it's it a go. completely different thing that they're going to be doing. So have at it. You know, so the problem with the with the with the internet now is that you know, look, do I have an opinion on this last season of Game of Thrones? Yeah, was it my favorite? Absolutely not. But it, it's not going to put me in arms to sign a petition, or it's not going <laughs> to put me in arms to be like, nah, these guys can't work in Hollywood anymore. It's like, come on, dude, like don't. Be it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Calm yeah. the hell down. Yeah, just because you pay twelve ninety nine a month for HBO doesn't make you a fucking executive producer, producer motherfucker. Oh, side note. Spectrum raised their price on me because my year introductory offer was over. Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to when we move. I'm just going to call them and tell them that their shit's too expensive and I'm cutting it off. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's what you're supposed to do anyway. So the the trick is when your year is up, you call them and be like, I need to start cutting some shit back because um, I can't afford this. And they'll find another way to get you a different package yeah. so, so you can still keep that shit. I, I call every year, dude. Yeah, I used to do that. It's just that since I'm cutting it off because we're moving anyway, I'm, I'm going to get a little joy out of that. I'm just going to be like, nah, because you know they're going to try and talk me into keeping it and offer me all kinds of stuff and be like, nah. Yeah, nah, man, you're good. <laughs> just cut it off. But what are you going to get man. when you move up there, though? I don't know. <laughs> you're going to be like, hey, guys, remember me? Yeah, I mean, I, I might, but it's whatever. I'll fuck with them then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a kick out of shit like that. You're so funny. Um, let's talk a little music. Oh. I sent you that video of the, did you, did you watch it, of the current number one song in the country that's been at the top of the charts for seven weeks? So, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that up at, I was hanging out with some with some friends on Friday night and brought that up that you had sent me this song to listen to. And I got a lot of, oh, hell no, don't listen to that shit. Um, I'm like, okay. oh, okay. So I meant to listen to it um, before we, we started recording and totally was like, oh, yeah, forget it. Never mind. Well, here's the thing. Am I going to play it for you? Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can listen to it on your own and let me know because I basically you... don't need to hear it again. And I'm, my whole point was I just I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. And how long it's, has this thing been a number one thing thing? Seven, seven weeks now at number one. So it's, it's Lil, Lil Nas X and, and, doing Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. So you, you remember how when you guys were, um, when you guys doing, were, were doing roller derby and there was like a database of like, like of names, of names, right? So yeah. you knew not to step on somebody else's dick, right? Right. <laughs> so why can't hip hop have that shit? Because some fucking hokey, stupid oh, little yeah. kid should not be calling himself Nas, even if it's got little Nas X or whatever. Because there's one Nas and he's dope, and you ain't him. I agree. That's like Big Sean often refers to himself as Big or Big, and I'm like, Nah, dude, knock it, fucking knock it off. Like in a song, it's just like, no. Yeah, there was a but, there was a Big, yeah. and he was notorious, and you ain't him. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. There's like a got to be a spin the wheel of fucking rap names at this point because yeah, they're all mixing shit up. Like who? You yeah. know, so and somebody already already got half that name. I, I would, I would, I would much prefer that you just went by your like your god given name than having to like come up with some bullshit like oh well I'm just gonna copy this fool's name and this fool's name and, and put it together right. and then, then it's my name. Yeah. Like I'm their bastard kid. Yeah. Um, I was reading in the news this week. What actually made me watch this or listen to this song was that there was a video where this Lil Nas X homie, he gifted Billy Ray Cyrus. He bought him a Maserati this week. Why? For thanking, for thanking him for doing the song with him. And it's been at number one now for seven weeks. Oh, Lil Nas X, little homie, little homie Nas X now has a deal with Wrangler Jeans because apparently he shouts them out in his songs. And now all the rednecks are pissed off and boycotting Wrangler. Jesus. So is this is this like a country song then, or what? What? Well, that's up for debate. The country people don't really want to admit it's a country song, but you know, rap people ain't gonna claim it. And basically, I just see it as an excuse for white people to do their little country line dance to a rap song. Huh. So it's the bastard son of both genres. Yeah. Do so you want me to play it for a second? So it's the Jon Snow of fucking music. So sure. You, so you don't get that because you don't watch the shit. But it's funny. Somebody right now is li- laughing, going, "Ha, that was kind of clever, you clever bastard!" You. Hold on. This stupid little video at the beginning. Oh, Chris Rock's in it. Ah, it should be fine. Don't care. It, it's like starts off in the West and then he gets dropped in the modern daytime on his old street. It's like now in modern times. Okay. Mama. So he's riding his horse down the middle of the street and everybody's looking at him. Beats terrible. Yeah. yeah, cool, man. good. <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically about, you know, three, four minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, bye. It, insert white people line dancing. <laughs> insert people, white people line dancing. Super. Yeah, yeah. What a waste. Right? Except that shit's number one right number now, one so far. Seven weeks. Fuck, man. People are stupid nowadays. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's wrong with your fucking musical tastes? Horrible. Um, let's talk some movies. Ooh. Like I said, I've been watching a shitload of Netflix this week. Yeah? All right. Started off with, there's a, a lot of documentaries. There's a documentary on Netflix called Twinsters. Twinsters, right? Okay. I've seen it pop up, and I thought it was just a documentary about twins, like a twin study or yeah, something. Like, and I'm like, you know, Man. like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Cool. However, it's a story about these two Korean girls, 25, both adopted into different families and discovered that they were twins. One of them grew up in L.A. 
and she's actually an actress. And the other one grew up in France, but now lives in London as a fashion designer. And what happened was because the one girl in L.A. was an actress, she had these YouTube videos out. Uh-huh. And one of the girl in London's friends saw the YouTube video and screenshotted it and sent it to her. It was like, oh, my God, this girl looks like you. And then the girl in London started to do a little bit of research on the actress because, yeah, they looked exactly the fucking same and found out their birthday was exactly the same. And oh, she was shit. adopted. And they're like, no way. So, yeah, they find out that they were twins. And what happened was – what happened was – it was what like – What happened was – Why the fuck would an adoption agency t- separate twins – they didn't know. The mother dropped them off at two different agencies oh, and never mentioned that damn. they were twins. Yeah. Because they both, they ended up going to, like, adopt, contacting their adoption agencies. And then they even the cool thing is they even went to Korea because it was a big conference about Korean adoptees. You know, kids are adopted Korea and went out to other places, and they all come back to Korea every few years. And, and, and it's really cool because the one girl who grew up in America, she had two older brothers – and she was a um, little sister, and she grew up fine, and being adopted was no big deal. But and the little girl in London grew up differently. She was an only child. Her parents couldn't have kids, and they adopted her. So she grew up with her kids teasing her, going, you were adopted. You, your parents didn't want you. They only got you because they couldn't have kids and shit like that. So yeah. she had a very different experience being adopted. She felt like her life didn't really start till the day her parents adopted her. She kind of ignored Korea. And the other girl kind of embraced it. And she'd already been back there once. She even met the, the woman who fostered her when she was a baby and stuff. Damn. And she got her sister to go back during this conference. And it was really cool because Korea was like, we love you. Welcome back. We're proud of you. We want you to be proud of your country and stuff, which was really super cool. And, and then the other twin ended up meeting her foster mom too, you know. And then she totally changed her outlook going here are these women that were taking care of us as babies from like day two, you know, and, and, you know, they didn't have to do that. And both women said, if I would known you were a twin, I would have taken your twin too, for sure. But the foster moms didn't know either. You know? So yeah, super cute, super cute documentary. Yeah. Um, funny thing that you bring the story up because, um, um, a little home size was watching an Olsen twins movie that basically was this, <laughs> Was basically this uh, this premise here? <laughs> yeah, it's parent trap. I mean, when the girl, when the one girl first contacted her, she goes, "I don't mean to get all Lindsay Lohan on you, but uh, <laughs> she's like, don't freak out." But, and it was but super let me cool finish <laughs> because, yeah, especially the one girl who didn't have siblings was super excited to because she just felt totally alone in this world, you know, being adopted number one and having no brothers or sisters or anything. Yeah. So, damn, that's trippy. Can you imagine like? Just and like knowing your life and then finding out that you got someone who looks just like you. Oh, and they're related exactly. to you. Exactly. Oh, and right? like there's this other crazy story. Okay. So on that note, then that led me to this other documentary called Three Identical Strangers. And it was basically the same story, but took place with three brothers in the early 80s, late 70s. Three brothers. Brothers who were adopted out, who did not know that they were triplets. Damn. But the sinister part, that one is darker. Because what happened was, is what happened was, one one kid is cruising to college one year. He took a year off and he's cruising to college. And everybody's like, hey, welcome back. Good to see you. Glad you came. And they're like, he's like, damn, everybody here is like super friendly. Like girls are coming up, kissing them and all this stuff. And they're like, 
hey, Eddie, so glad you came. And he's like, my name's not Eddie, it's Bobby. And this guy comes in and is like, Eddie, you're here. And he goes, no, I'm Bobby. And, and, and he goes, and this guy was Eddie's best friend. He goes, wait a minute. And he goes, is your birthday blah, blah, blah? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, were you adopted? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I think I know your twin, which was his best friend. So they get on the phone, they drive to his house in Long Island. They're like, holy shit, we have a twin. And then there's this big old story about how these twins got reunited. And then third homie sees the article and his friends and family are like, dude, check this story out about these two brothers. They look just fucking like you. And they all have these like meaty sausage hands too, sausage finger hands. And like, look at their hands. They're like, those are your brothers. And then so this guy pops up like, hey, I'm a third. They were like on Donahue back in the day. And they were like, you know, did all those, all this shit in the 80s and stuff like that. But their story actually turns out much more sinister and sad because it turns out that the adoption agency purposely split them up as they did with three other sets of twins at the time because they were doing it. They wanted to do a study to see if twins got split up, if how they would all be raised, if it was nature or nurture that made people the way they are. What? And they purpose they purposely split them up into three different families that were like lower class, middle class, and one was upper class. And they knew these families because all three of these families had already adopted a girl from all of them from the same company. So this company at the time was like, okay, we know these families, we know what they're like, we know, so we're going to place these kids in these families. And never fucking told anybody. Like, these kids were all, like, 19 or 20 when they found each other. And all three parents, sets of parents, went to the adoption agency were like, they were pissed. Because they were like, what the fuck? Because every one of those parents were like, we would have taken all the babies, you know? Nobody ever told us or gave us the option. And they're like, what did they say? What was their excuse? We didn't know, or we don't know how it happened, or whatever. The parents all left, and they brushed them off. And then one guy... One of the dads said he forgot, like, his umbrella. So he went back in, and when he went back in, he saw all the adopted, like, the people that were working there, they were talking to, they were all cracking a bottle of champagne and toasting. Like, really? they just won. Well, they thought they'd finally, they'd gotten away with their big old experiment, because they didn't find out till much later, because they did this fucking study on them, and then they never even goddamn published it, and they actually sealed the documents until the year 2066. And the kids were all born in 1961. So what they were doing was basically sealing the document so that none of those families or those kids would ever see it. Damn. And basically they split them up and they all lived within, you know, a few miles, a couple, you know, dozen miles from each other because the back in the day, these people that were studying them would drive to their houses like within a day. And and they even talked to one of the people that was working there. It was like, yeah, it was really hard to say sometimes like, wow, your brother is just like you, you know, like. And then so there was another set of twins that found each other that were in that study. And there was this one researcher guy that was like, yeah, if two sets are found, he goes, there were at least two more sets of twins out there then that we don't know if they found each other or not yet or what. Jesus Christ, man. It, it was this Jewish adoption agency in New York that purposely did it for this to so, study him. So how many people sued this place? None of, they tried to sue him, but it was a really prestigious adoption agency and none of the lawyers would take the case because they all had somebody who was trying to adopt a baby from there. Come like, on. They, they were just like, 
that influential. Come on. That people were afraid of them, and so they they didn't so they couldn't nobody would take on the case. Jeez. So they basically got away with this fucked up story. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that they I mean the it's got a much sadder twist to it that I'm not going to tell you, just in case anybody watches it. There's one part they're much more sad. But it, it ends that the, the kids the, at least got petitioned so that they could read the documents, that they at least agreed to open it up to the people that were in the study and let them read it. Okay. And what they really, what they, at first it was like, Nature. It was like, well, it's nature because they all do things exactly the same. Their bodies, their mannerism, their things they liked. But that was just surface things. When you looked down deeper into all of them, it kind of turned into a nature thing because they all turned out very differently. And part of the question was, it, did these par- these twins all come from their original parents who had mental issues? Because one of the set of twins, not the triplets, another set of twins who found themselves found out that their original mother was psychotic or something like that. And they don't know if they did these studies only on people whose parents were, because the, the triplets found their birth mother and met her. Her story was she was just super young and she gave them up. But the, one of the twins or triplets was surprised that she was drinking pretty heavily in the short time that they visited her. And one of them goes, do you think it was a problem? And he goes, no. And then he goes, what's he thought? You could see him thinking about it. He goes, maybe it was. You know, and they don't know anything about her, so they don't know, you know, but they're like, she could have had mental issues too, you know? Oh, okay. So if they took kids purposely from parents with mental issues and put them into these very different homes just to see what would happen, I don't know, but it's just all fucked up because they all did it just to see what would happen, and then they never fucking published the results, so what was the goddamn point? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That was cool. So no happy ending then. (laughs) No, it was just crazy. <laughs> um, oh, you sent me a story. I actually saw the, I saw it last week. I forgot. I think I forgot. Just forgot to mention it. How Chris Rock is going to reboot the Saw franchise? Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I think comedians all come from a really dark place, and this day and age, because comedy is so fucking PC. Why not flip comedians flip it and be able to take it dark and just come up? They're going to come up with fuck up twisted shit. I mean, look what Jordan Peele's doing. Yeah, but that guy's on another level, man. I, I like I said, I think a lot of comedians are dark and twisted. Really, really, yeah, or can be at least for sure. So I'm, I'm like totally interested to see what Chris Rock's going to do. I mean, I liked the original Saw. I think it kind of got out of control afterwards. Yeah, I don't think I watched but, very many of the. Uh... But I really liked the original one. I thought the original one was great. Great premise. It was clever and... Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm down to see uh, what Chris Rock will do with that for show. Okay. All right. Um, We went on an Avengers spree this week. Oh, shit. Really? Okay, so here's what we watched. We watched Infinity War. Okay. And then we went back and went, well, what the hell happened in Civil War? So then we went back and watched Civil War. <laughs> Damn, okay. And then we watched Ant-Man and Wasp, which we wanted to watch anyway. Because like I said, I like Ant-Man. I like Paul Rudd. I'll watch that one anyway. But the cool part was at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp going, what the fuck? Oh, fucking Thanos, Infinity War. Oh, shit. So look and at so you guys, like, man. You guys went on yeah. a fucking 
on a on a, an Infinity Gauntlet tour. Yeah, like that we were uh, we were pretty deep this week. So by the way, good. huh? Just a just just a little goofy little trick here. If you go to Google and Google um, Infinity Infinity Gauntlet, and mm-hmm. off to the right there's a picture of the gauntlet, and you click it, and it snaps its fingers, and then the mm-hmm. articles start to dust away. <laughs> oh, it's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty dope. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Fuck, but uh, fucking th- so wait, fucking you haven't seen you haven't seen the End Game, right? No, okay. that was the point. We were kind of watching a bunch of them so that we could. Okay. Yeah, that it's good that you're doing that because it's, yeah. There's like there's some callbacks. So, yeah. I watched, I watched the Sandra Bland story this week. Who the fuck is Sandra Bland? That's fucking sad. Sandra Bland was the black woman that was, um, pulled over for failure to signal, arrested and taken to jail for assault on an officer, and then died in the jail cell three days later. And they claimed she hung herself. Oh, I remember the story. Yeah. Fucking sad. Um, the sad part is, is that they don't exactly know how she died. The, because the family actually did their own private autopsy. And it's like, it wasn't blunt force trauma. It was, I mean, she had some abrasions on her back from when, when she was originally arrested. Cause you know, he had her knee in her back and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, all he did, he, he pulled her over for failure to signal, and she said, I was just getting out of your way because I saw you behind me. She was an activist. She knew her, her rights. She often did posts about, you know, Black Lives Matter and shit like that. I mean, total solid chick, like, to do this po- post doing, like, good morning, my kings and queens, you know, just all, like, trying to spread positivity yeah. and, and being nice. She just knew her fucking rights, and this cop didn't like it, and... um. He hauled her in for, you know, resisting arrest or assault because he, he said he said that she kicked him, Jeez. which you never you never see in the tape. So they he you know they bring her in, and they said that they um they had her up for five thousand dollars bail, which was five hundred bucks. And her fam she called her family and they were trying to raise the money and it was like a long weekend. And so by Monday she was dead in her jail and they they said she'd hung herself because she was depressed that nobody could bail her out. And it was like. Uh, Bitch, she'd done some jail time before, like longer than that. It's like a month or so, you know, or a week. It's like, don't give me that shit. And then, like, they said she hung herself from um, basically a trash can liner, like the the lining of a trash can that didn't have any of her DNA on it at all. And I find that very hard to believe, but. Right. Um, The point was, they did. All the record, like, they put her in this jail around the corner by herself because she was the only female. Uh-huh. And they never fucking checked on her. It's like, the records that show, like, they're supposed to go check on him every hour and they fill him in, the guy lied. And his boss is like, well, he didn't lie, he just pre-filled in the times. Just, just like, okay, well, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go check on her at 8.54, I promise. That's yeah. coming up. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's like, coming up. What? Oh, I totally blanked on that. I mean, the point was is that she died in their custody, and then later on, the fucking cop that hauled her in, they did an you know an investigation on him, and he said that he lied about her original charge, the, basically the assault. He said that he lied, so Man. he got like a slap on the wrist, and he can't work in law enforcement anymore, and blah blah blah. But it's like, bitch. Your lie was what caused her to be in jail in the fucking first place, and then she died. So if you didn't lie and haul her ass in, 
She'd still be she alive. She would fucking die in jail. Fucking it's like, bullshit. It's goddamn believable. Her family got a settlement of almost two million, but it was just like, and then and then two million. Some, that's it. Yeah, some yeah, some senator or congressman or whoever later on came and like dropped all the charges against the fucking cop too, and it's just like fucking shit. The man. fuck. It's like the fuck. And so Sandra Bland is one of those that the the hashtag with her was say her name. And that's what they would do. Say her name, Sandra Bland, because there's not a lot of females that are in with those guys. The, the you know, the Trayvon Martins and the yeah. um, Michael Scott, you know, not yeah. Michael Scott, the, you know, the, all those guys. So, no, not yeah, Thunder just Michael police Scott. brutality, you know, it's just like, what the fuck, you know? It's, uh, I wonder if I'm shit, man, who knows? Like, shit could have been like. She could have had a hit on her ass, and these motherfuckers were paid off and shit. Who knows? But the autopsy didn't really show any, you know what I mean? There was no, I mean, she had, like, there were some bruises, and she had some abrasions on her back. But there was no blunt force trauma, so they don't, I mean, she could have just had a heart attack. I mean, I guess that would have showed up in the autopsy, but, you know, yeah. they don't really know. But, That's you know, weird. Is she shouldn't have fucking been there. Yeah. And then I watched the Khalif Browder story. On Netflix. And which one's that one? That's a four. No, it's like a six, five or six part documentary that Jay Z actually helped produce about Khalif Browder in 2010 was arrested in New York for suspicion of attempting to steal a backpack. What? Oh, and, shit. I know the story. And said he didn't do it and he wanted to go to trial and basically they you know he was offered 13 different plea bargains that he refused and ended up in jail on Rikers Island for three fucking years awaiting his trial 300 days in solitaire jeez i mean they just, i mean the 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 COs beat the shit out of this kid he was constantly getting jumped in jail because he wouldn't submit to the gang activity in there so that's another reason they throw him in solitary all the time um and then uh, they, after three years, they end up just dropping the charges because they didn't really have a witness because wow. he was this Mexican guy who went back to Mexico. And so, he was 16. Wow. So this guy did fucking three years for nothing. Yeah. And it's like Jay-Z was saying, even if he was guilty of, of the backpack, he wouldn't even serve that much time. No, he probably would have gotten The like, point was is that he had seen his older brother... Um, Cop to a plea, a plea deal for something he didn't do, and it ruined his life because now you're a felon, yep. and now you have to check that box all the time. Yep, makes and, him get a job. And he didn't want to do it. He goes, I, his whole point was, and, and the problem was, is he was busted as a kid for joyriding because he stole a bakery truck. So now when he got busted for this for suspicion of stealing the backpack, he didn't even steal the backpack. The call was, hey, these guys tried to rob me of my backpack a couple of weeks ago, and. When he tried to bail out, his he busted his five-year probation from the bakery truck incident, so they wouldn't let him bail out for $900, and then they just kept fucking with him and putting his trial on hold. So, like, his right to his speedy trial, which is supposed to be six months, but because the court system in New York is so backed up, it's different there. Huh. They just kept putting it off. Oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready for three fucking years. Wow, man. And he just kept getting his ass beat and shit like that. And then, sadly, he ended up taking his own life once he got out because he was a changed man. Solitary fucks with you like that. Oh, the United Nations report is that 15, 15 days in, so in solitary is considered torture. 
15 days. Man, this kid did over 300. Damn. He said they would. And then he tried to, that he was trying to sue the city and the, you know, the precinct and everything after that. So there's like a big old long deposition he took talking about how he goes, they wouldn't let me shower for weeks. And, you know, you just go crazy down there because everybody else is locked up going crazy down there. So it's like one thing to try and hold your own. But when you hear everybody else around you going crazy. Yeah. Losing their mind and yelling and screaming. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like fucking try, dude. You know? God oh, damn, man. It just makes me want to shack up in the house and not leave the house. Totally. Um, I want, we want to watch that. There's that one doc, it's another not one on Netflix we haven't watched yet, but it's on my list. The one where how AOC and two other the women get voted into Congress this year about how them running and oh, being I saw the, the underdog. I saw the, the preview for that one today. Yeah, totally want to see that. Um, but then I also watched um, Totally Random. I watched A Simple Favor. I think it came out last year with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And it was looked like a Gone Girl type mystery. Okay. So I was like, okay, that looks interesting. And it kind of was. I like Anna Kendrick. She, yeah. I think she's funny and she smart. And I don't know anything about Blake Lively other than she's married to my favorite piece of eye candy, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and I have no idea what show she came from or anything. But she's funny. I mean, I just get that from her social media interaction with her husband. But – um. She plays this total bitch in this movie, and Anna Kendrick is like this little like um, homemaker mom, you know, like arts and crafts mom, PTA mom, that kind of thing. Um, and they befriend each other, and then Lively asks Anna Kendrick to pick up her son one day from work because she's busy, and then she goes missing. Oh. And then it turns into this mystery that she kind of unfolds, Anna Kendrick unfolds into what the hell's really going on. It was pretty good. Okay. Not not as as good as Gone Girl. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's fun. That's a pretty good good two good actresses. I thought they were good. <laughs> All right, shit. Damn, you watched a lot of TV this week. I'm 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 trying I, to think of what the hell I watched, but I think I like every night I tried to go to sleep early because I was just beat this week. I had a lot of work to do on the computer this week, and it was just easy work, not paperwork. So okay. I just sat in front of my TV with my computer on my lap all week long just. But watching a bunch of shit on Netflix. Oh, I went through that Jailbirds documentary on Netflix. Oh, I, just, I think I, I might have. I think I might have sent you a snap. I, I learned some interesting things from that one. Yeah, it's based out of the jail, the county jail in Sacramento, which is like a high rise building in the middle of downtown. And so, it's, what I learned was about toilet talk. Yeah, I <laughs> it's saw fascinating. That. I, I saw they that empty stuff. their toilets of water, and and you could talk to the people. Both on the different levels above you through the pipes in the water or the pipes in the toilet without water in the bowl. And then, um, and this is when they hang up on each other, they just flush the toilet and the water comes back in and they're done. With uh, the call. <laughs> but then, but they got their they head straight up in the toilet though, man. Yeah, because then some bitches are like, nah, I don't do that toilet talk. You got zits all over your face from your head, the toilet stuff, gross. So I'm like, oh, that's gross. But yeah. then they even take it a step further and realize they could pass shit through the pipes by. They'll like tear up a t-shirt and make a really long rope, but then they'll tie spoon, plastic spoons, like a foot apart throughout the rope. And they'll make it like eight or nine feet long or like super long. And they'll flush it down the toilet and then like homie above will flush it. And the point is, is they get tangled and then you pull it out and you fish out whatever they're passing you. Drugs, notes, weapons, whatever. And that's how they'll pass shit through the toilets, letters and stuff. Yeah, I guess I guess motherfuckers got to get creative, man. 
it totally, I was like, get the fuck out of here. But then like, you'll see like, they're pulling the, like the rope back up through the toilet and there's like shit on it. So I was like, ah, it's like, no, not that important. And then like, there's even, um, one chick was like, woke up the next morning and the guys were pissed because she wouldn't talk to them on the bowl anymore. So they send these, they call them toilet bombs through the toilets and it, it makes it explode in their toilet of water and shit and pit and flood in their uh. cells. And they just keep doing it over and over, just flood out the cells below them or whatever. And the, and the chick's like, they're all pissed off because I wouldn't talk to them anymore and blah, 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 blah. They're like, she was treating me, they started treating me like a bitch, so I didn't want to talk to them anymore. I'm talking about looking in their eyes when I talk to them, and the girl's like, you're talking through a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jailbirds. So now that I've been watching that, yeah, all this jail shit keeps popping up on my Netflix. Oh, yeah. So I watched this other one. It was a, like, hour-long documentary about Norway and the warden of the world's most humane jail in Norway. And it's a, it's the, um, what do you call it? High, uh, what do you call it when it's like the, even like the, the top criminals, what do they call it? The like um, high security uh-huh. prison, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's even their high security prison. So Norway's theory on their prisoners is they're, they're, their payment back is time. It's what they've been sentenced to is time, not punishment, not revenge. And so Norway's theory is to try and keep the criminals lives as normal as possible. So that when they reenter society, they're still normal. They're normal people. So like their jail has like 340 workers and like 250 inmates. So like they have more workers than prisoners. And the, and the workers are not just guards. They're kind of um, psychiatrists and mental health professionals as well. So <clears throat> they totally interact with them all day long, like playing checkers with them. Or they'll have a, a, like an auto shop. And they'll – like you see the guards sitting there doing mechanics in their guard uniform like with the um, inmates. And I'm like, how's he not just going to grab your gun right now and shoot you? But the point is there is that they've built up trust is that by – the guards having a personal relationship with these people, they've actually built up trust with each other and they talk to them a lot more and get a lot of their feelings and anger and all that crap out. And the prison has like schooling and all these vocational studies. So they have like auto shop. They have like culinary classes. Like they just opened a restaurant. They have like fucking recording studios. Cause they're like, a lot of these guys don't know how to get out their frustrations or their angers or yeah. emotions. So they give them all these, show them all these other ways to do it and stuff like that. And it's like, and it just started in like 2002. And I think this thing was five years in and they're like, we've only had one prison. We've only had one inmate assault in five years. Wow. At that prison. Yeah. And then, so then they brought that homie to Attica in New York to tour it and look around and stuff. And they're like, yeah, when's the last time we had an inmate assault? Tuesday? You know, they're like, yeah. and they're showing him like the um, recreational area and the basketball. And the, and the guy's like, do the guards ever play basketball with the prisoners? And they're like, no, no, no. They just watch because, you know, if somebody throws an elbow or something, then it's going to get crazy and all this stuff. And the warden's like, well, is that just part of the game? You know, like, like they their guards play football with them. They play basketball with them, and it's like it's the fucking game. You know, it's like it doesn't get that serious. Like, 
when you talk to the wardens in the Nore prison, they're like, what's a good day for you? And she goes, you know, like, well, I, you know, I feel like if I can really get through to the inmate or we have a good conversation or a good breakthrough or, you know, this and that. And then like, when you talk to the guards in the U.S. jails, they're like, what's a good day for you? They're like, if I get, if I get home safe to my family, you know? And it's yeah. like the U.S. guards and stuff, they're not trained on mental health and how to deal with these people. They treat them like fucking animals, you know? Well, they're not trained except for anything to just like, you know, guard. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I, it, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like these prisons out here are private, you know? Sure. Um, you know, they're just um, not to make money off these guys. They don't give a shit about like who's in there. Yeah. They took, you know, they were talking to a lot of these prisoners in the, in Attica that were these, they call them honorary prisoners who've been there a while and, you know, follow the rules and they trust them more and they have more privileges and shit. Right. Yeah. So they took about five or six of them and told them to sit down in an hour and build their perfect prison. They're like, it's still a prison, but if it could be anything you want, build your perfect prison, you know? So you see them sitting there thinking about it and stuff. And so then they come together at the end and they're presenting their prison to the warden and the Norway warden and stuff. And they're like, you know, if we can have maybe like wristband, like the technology these days, you could have wristbands and when you leave a building, it scans and when you won't in the next building, it scans and you can't leave the property so it always knows where you are and monitors you, you know? And they're like, that's a good idea. And they're like, and if we had more classes and, and more, more access to this and have it be more like a college campus and blah, 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 right? So they came up with these all these ideas and then the Norway warden gets up there to their, like they drew everything out on this board and he gets up there and he just draws a big old like line, like a square around it and then he takes, like, they drew a shower room, and he, because in Norway, the, the prisoners, they have their own bathrooms in their cell, like, full-on private bathroom, not just, like, a toilet out in the open, like ours do, you know? Yeah. And, and Nor- Norway's like, well, what about privacy? Don't they get any privacy and to use the bathroom? And, and they were talking to the prisoners about that, and they're like, yeah, it, like, dehumanizes you, you know? Go back into the real world after that. But... So the prisoners drew their prison out, and then the Norway guy goes up there, and he just cro- he draws a square around the whole thing, and then he just crosses out the shower room, and he goes, everything you drew here, he goes, basically is exactly what our prison in Norway is like, except there's a giant wall around it, and your own showers are in their bathroom. And they're like, what? And they're like, do you take international transfers? You know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, everything came up with it. Norway, it's just fascinating that what Norway's approach is. They're like, we would rather put out good neighbors back into society and rehab people. Yeah. Well, shit, man. If I'm going to ever commit a crime, I'm doing it in Norway. Then. I am telling you, Norway gives a shit about their people. They're the ones that have like a fucking like two year maternity leave and like free health care and everybody gets nap time and shit. I mean, they care about their people's well-being. I think Norway is one of the top countries up there that care about their fucking people's well-being. Yeah, there's a there's somebody that I there's a there's this British guy that uh that Lisa was friends with um who lives in Norway and yeah, man, it's it's and he's a teacher and he gets paid well, yeah. you know. Yeah, they get paid worth their shit and stuff. Yeah, that's where um Sven's from. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're in Amsterdam. And uh, Amsterdam is one of those same places that just treat the people nice. Uh, and, and care. What's that like? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, like I said, a lot of these jail documentaries, all this shit I've been watching this week, it was like, I can't remember what population we are of the world, but it's like we have 
we hold 25% of the incarcerated world's population. Yeah. Is our people. It's like, yep. well, yeah, one in, one in three black men will be jailed at some time in their life. Fucking America, dude. America. Oh, I think I watched that 13th documentary, too. That's what one of, one of them spitting all kinds of shit out at you. Running the gambit. Yeah. Cray. That's it. Man, that's all. <laughs> I know. I told you I watched a lot of shit. And a Twins. lot of prison shit, apparently. Yeah, a lot of jail and prison shit and police brutality stuff and, you know, prison reform stuff. Like I said, I think I watched that one Jailbird series and then all this jail stuff just started popping up on my Netflix. <laughs> so you were like, yeah, Ooh, okay. Right. Oh, it. see, another, another series popped up that looked good. It was called, like, it's called First and Last, and it's basically following these prisoners from their first day of prison and then their last show and their last day of prison. Oh, God, and they must, like, look completely different. Yeah. Like all worn out, and just like weathered, kind of like, yeah. kind of like uh, after after someone runs this country for four to eight years. Oh, so we watched Wanda Sykes stand up. She's a new stand up on Netflix, and she's talking about she might have been talking about how Trump hasn't aged yet. Like every other fucking president that comes in, you know, a couple years in, you know, like Obama started getting gray, oh, yeah. face started getting longer and shit. And he goes. This motherfucker's like, no, nah, he's off a of maldehyde and just spray tanned orange anyway. <laughs> but she's talking about how mummified. She had this funny bit about. She goes, you know, I know people don't respect him. They let him walk up on Air Force One with toilet paper stuck on his shoe. <laughs> she's like, you will hunt down a stranger to get toilet paper off of their shoe. She goes, I've gone like five gates out of my way at the airport to track somebody down and tell them they got toilet paper on their shoe. But nobody was said shit to him. No, it's like, let him ride, let him ride. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all the, she goes, all the soldiers, they pass. Hey, did y'all see that on the Yeah, No, I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, that's on you, man. <laughs> that's on you. You tell him. Nah, you tell him. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Fuck that we just We just let him look like that. Piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what he said. All right, let's call it a day so I can go back to sleep. <laughs> so, so you woke up from a nap and now you're going right back to sleep? Uh, I don't know if we'll go back to sleep. We'll probably watch TV or something like probably that. Watch yeah, like I said, he worked at like... Documentary? No, no, nothing <laughs> too serious. Some Parks and Rec, some Archer, some Bob's Burger. Um, no, since he, you know, he, his alarm goes off at like 4.20 or 4.30 uh-huh. when he goes to work at 5. So, oh my God, and then the other day... So he went to work at five, and then his afternoon chef didn't show up, so he Come had to on. stay till four. Seriously? Yeah. Come on, people, man. So anyway, so yeah, so he came home, and he doesn't normally, it's not like he comes home and goes right to sleep, uh-huh. but he, so we were chilling, and we were watching, oh, we were watching the Amy Winehouse documentary on Netflix, and he started to fall asleep, so I was like, okay, we'll just go ahead and tap out. It was like... Four, four thirty. I think we fell asleep, and we woke up at eight. <laughs> wow! I know because we don't have kids. That's pretty. That's pretty goddamn impressive. Rebel did try to wake us up at his snacky time. I heard him get up and get down, and I was listening to see if he was going to go to the back door, but he didn't. So I was like, "Oh, he's just trying to wake us up until it was snacky time." I was uh, like, "Yeah, no, we'll get you later." <laughs> damn. Too funny. You guys are funny. Yeah. All right. Well, so then go back to sleep and enjoy your three-day weekend. 
Woohoo! Yay! Actually, but I gotta do some work tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I just I've been, figured I'm just gonna get it done because whatever. Yeah, nobody else is working, so I can get some shit done. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well then, uh, oh shit! I didn't even mention what episode this was. What are we? Sixty-seven. Seven. Sixty-seven. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, let's go well, with then, that. Um, and then I'll correct goody, it in post. <laughs> goody Squad episode sixty-seven. Oh. Peace.